Good day, high flyers. Ever wondered what it would be like to run a short-term rental with no experience? How about if it was a trailer in the middle of the Pocono Mountains and you self-managed it from three hours away? Today's guest is Mark the Lender Abramovich from Mears Lending Group. Mark made mistakes when he started and recovered better than anyone could ever have imagined. We help investors with little or no experience gain knowledge in all aspects of business and real estate. I'm Bud Evans, your host. Welcome to the Aim High Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aim High Podcast. This is Bud Evans. I'm here today with Mark Abramovich, a very close friend of mine from Mears Lending Group, LLC. Mark, how are you today? I'm very good, Bud. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. Always great when I get to talk to a friend. Mark, do me a favor. Give me a quick rundown. Tell everybody who you are. All right. So I'm Mark the Lender Abramovich. The company is Mears Group. And what we focus on is financing for fix and flip and buy and holds. Sometimes we lend our own, sometimes we broker, and pretty much whatever we can do to help investors get ahead. Mark and I are not only friends, we're also partners in a deal. And Mark has also lent lend to me on several different occasions. He's my go-to guy. Mark, how did you start? What was your first deal? <laughs> so there's two first deals I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. The first deal was actually a vacation trailer in the Pocono Mountains. And it was an accidental find. We were hanging out. My friend's parents actually bought one for themselves as a getaway from New York City. And we were hanging out on their deck and having a barbecue. And we looked around and we said, I wonder if anybody would come out here to rent. So we said, of course they would. We bought one and started renting it. We had no idea of what we were doing. It was terrible. To the point of, I didn't even know that I could get a combination lockbox for the key. So I ended up driving from New York up to the Poconos round trip, five hours, just to let people in and out of the trailer. And the lesson learned from it when we decided to walk away and sell off was education is vital. You got to get educated. I didn't know anything about anything. Now, I'm glad that we flopped and we brushed ourselves off and kept going from it, but it was so silly. I, in hindsight, I say, if I knew back then what I know today, I'd own that community by now. Awesome. The second deal, the first deal that kind of already was me more seriously into the rental world was actually a six family building in Connecticut. And it was a, it was an amazing deal. I owned the property. I actually uh, refinanced it for all of the money I put in. So it's what's called the infinite return. I have no money into that build, into that building or into that deal anymore. I've gotten it all back and I still own it. It was a six unit that had a rent roll of $5,000, but without me telling you what the purchase price is, that's meaningless. We yeah. bought it for 240K. It was a divorcing okay. couple that needed to sell it so that they could split assets. So we bought a five, a six unit building for $240,000. This was back in 2015. And by now, obviously the rent roll is over $7,000. The building is worth easily over half a million. Nice. And uh, that's my, uh, yeah, that's my first foray into already multifamily and kind of brick and From a trailer in the Poconos <laughs> to a commercial multifamily property. Good for you, man. So what are you doing now? What do you have as far as current projects? So I focus on lending. I don't really have other projects other than in my world, my project is setting up Podio, uh, 
so that we can track loans and what my staff is doing better. So that's in the project world. Besides that, my daily grind is finding financing options that work better for my clients, making sure that current sources of capital are still performing as we expect them to. Yep. I don't go shopping. I always tell everybody, it's not like you come to me with a deal and I'm blasting it out to 150 companies to see who's the best. I have what I would call a curated list. I've already done the legwork. So by the time a deal comes in, I know where I'm going. But my day-to-day is maintaining those relationships and making sure that they're still the best. Throwing a plug in there. I sitting here the other day, I don't like to check email. And I opened up my email and I saw you on a string of 31 different emails between the title company, the insurance company, the bank, and I didn't have to do anything. So again, thank you for that. At the risk of sounding like a commercial, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. So the motto kind of I go by in my company is uh, concierge service at a wholesale price. That's the idea. That's what drives us. Great, man. I got to ask you though, as you got into this and you increased your wealth, what's the one thing you learned? The one thing I took away, there's more than one. I was thinking about that question and there's more than one. You got to love what you do. And early on, I realized that what I enjoy doing is networking with people. So I did everything I could to allow myself to do that. I have a staff to do the day-to-day document collection. My end of it is to network with people and talk to them. So I call myself a professional lunch goer. I get the opportunity to go have lunch with you at a diner while my staff is collecting docs. That's the idea. That's the takeaway. Not so fun takeaway, I want to say, is you got to grind. Embrace the suck. I always tell my kids, if Michael Jordan, who's immensely talented, just sat on his ass and I'm talented, that's enough, he would have never been Michael Jordan. But it's the work. You got to grind. Every single day, you got to close the loans and you got to grind. And that's what gets you to the next level, the skill. Someone was talking about Kobe Bryant and he used to make things up that was Mm -hmm. impossible for the opposite team to do. And he used to practice against that, making it an impossible task for him to complete. And he wouldn't stop practicing until he actually completed the task. The greatest players of all time are the ones who put in the most work. Right. You start with nature and you follow up with, you take your talent and then you just hammer at it. You keep you keep building the skill until it's the best. Bruce Lee said, I'm not afraid of the guy who practiced 10,000 punches once. I'm afraid of the guy who practiced one punch 10,000 times. 10, times. Great segue. We're going to go into something I call the soaring four. These okay. are the four questions that could potentially help someone starting out achieve new heights. Hey, if you're gaining knowledge or find this information interesting, do us a favor, drop us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Thanks. Now back to the show. What do you use to keep yourself motivated? So I love what I do, as I said. So what motivates me is I get to hang out with my friends. My job, I own a business, but my job is to hang out and network with friends. That's pretty easy to keep me motivated. Next question is, what is one thing that completely changed your mindset? One, there's a great book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And in that book, one-tenth of all you earn is yours to keep. <laughs> that, that idea, for some reason, it had a very big impact on my mind, right? That in every deal, some part is your income, right? Sometimes forget about it. With a big mistake that 
owners make with uh, rental properties is they don't account for property management when mm-hmm. they self-manage. Yeah. So they self-manage for free without having an income and they don't realize that they should be getting paid just like a property management company does, even if they self-manage. That kind of idea or doing a rehab and forgetting that you have to have a profit at the end of the day, right? Contractor gets paid, lender gets paid, seller gets paid, agent gets paid, but the investor forgets about it. Again, one-tenth of all you earn is yours to keep. So there's got to be a profit. There's got to be an income for you, the investor. I'm a big proponent of the profit first accounting method. Absolutely. <laughs> Pay yourself first. And that way you don't have to worry about that 10% coming to you at the back end. You get it at the front end. You set that aside. Okay. What tools do you currently use to keep yourself on track? As I mentioned, we're building out Podio, Excel. To a big extent, I have a pair of whiteboards in my office. One whiteboard tracks the deals in process right now, right? So I can, at a glance, see everything that's going on. And the second board has a record of everything we've done this year. It has the goals we want to hit, and it has the record of what we've actually done. So those two, I'm a big proponent of physical pen, paper, having a visual reminder. I don't know if it's because I'm old and I'm the free computers generation, Or if it's just tactile, and it is tactile, feeling it, seeing it, touching it, smelling it, whatever. Uh, So I'm a big opponent of having a whiteboard in your office that you can take notes on or write down the deals going on. Very important. If you had to start all over, what was the one thing you would change? I would be much more mindful about my money. The amount of wealth I pissed away when I was younger, having an actual standard And having that steady income coming in, there's so much that was pissed away. I could have, back then, real estate was much cheaper. I could have taken that money and started buying property significantly earlier. I think that's the biggest, I think that's one of the, it's definitely one of the bigger things I would have done differently. I would have tracked my money much more. I say this to my wife all the time in a similar sense. (laughs) I can't believe all of the years between the police department and the military, all of the money and the way that we used to think versus the way mm-hmm. that we think. it's amazing at what you would have had, had you known what you know now. I'm glad that I'm doing it now. Your network is your net worth. I know you've heard it repeatedly. We're in the same circles. Your network is your net worth, which means I would have started building my network earlier as well and being been more diligent about building it as well as maintaining it. You've got to be surrounded by people who, first of all, the ability to pick up the phone and call you up and say, hey, what are you doing in New Jersey? Can you help me out with a property? Or being able to to call up some of the friends that you and I share who are big in the world of social media and advertising and marketing and being able to pick up the phone and say, hey, do you have a couple of minutes to talk to me about my business and help me out? There's no price on that. It's, I, I, I want to use the word, it's priceless. The ability to pick up the phone and reach out to literally the experts in what they do and have them answer the phone and say, hey, Mark, how can I help you? That is amazing. That is an amazing resource. And all of us have access to it. Yes. And it could, it could be anything in life. So I think that's a big suggestion. I mean, my own money back in the day, I would have tracked it better. and done better with it. The network social aspect. Yeah. That's a big too. Awesome. 
Mark, if someone wanted more information on how to get in touch with Mears Lending, where would they go? They would visit our website, www.mearsgroupllc.com, spelled M-I-R-S groupllc.com. They can send me an email at mark at mearsgroupllc.com or give us a call at 844-645-3535. Great. Hey, Mark, I really do appreciate all of the information that you provided today, how you started out. That's awesome. I love the trailer. I love the trailer. (laughs) Hey, from the trailer to multifamily, right? It is my favorite story of all time. (laughs) One of the top ones. I really appreciate your time and thanks for spending time with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bud Evans with the Aim High Podcast signing off. Until next we meet, aim high.